Hello and welcome to the Swing Bump Podcast. Here we have James, Martin, Wes Wagner, and Jake Vossen bringing you a great show today discussing the National League starting pitchers of 2020, who we predict will be the top 10 in the league. As always, we will likely have arguments about it, maybe some agreements, and we will give you our baseball trivia in the middle of the show, as well as our interesting stats of the day at the end. Without any further ado, this is the Swing Bump Podcast. Enjoy the show. Guys, so we've got some starting pitchers to discuss today. I have already randomized our names as far as what order we are going to go in. And James, you have the first nomination with Wes having the second, and I will nominate the third player. So James, go ahead. Who you got at number 10? Um, I have four guys that are extremely young on my list, and so it's kind of hard to really decipher which one I wanted to put here. And um, But I went with Mike Soroka. I bumped someone off. I have bumped someone off that was right here. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but I'm sure that person will probably be on his list tonight. I went with Soroka just because he's so young. He's the ace for Atlanta right now. Now that Mike Fultonevich is... Hey! Uh, good job, is, uh, James! Did you practice? I decided to do it right for the first time in my life. You practiced, didn't you? I sure did not. I didn't even know I was going to mention his name until about right now. <laughs> but, so that's why I have Mike Soroka at 10. Young... He's the ace for Atlanta right now, and um, he's just coming up, so I like him. So, Wes, you had him as well, correct? Yep, I had Soroka at 10. Okay, so I didn't have Soroka on my list. He was in my discussion for number 10. So I had Chris Paddock here. Did either of you have him in your list at all? I do have him on my list. You have him higher? I do not. uh, I do. I like Paddock, but... uh, I just thought the other guys on the list just had to be on there, so he was probably a 10. He was probably 11. So, so my conversation or my idea here would be to bump Paddock because I really like Soroka too. I almost put him here. Now, James, you have him higher. Uh, I have him at nine. At nine, okay. I'd be willing to drop. Like all these, these two guys were like neck and neck. Okay. And I told you I I dropped someone that would probably be higher on y'all's lists because I remember I don't remember who exactly it was, but I remember like they're thinking they were gonna drop him. I can really only see <clears> one guy from my list that you could possibly drop. Um. So uh, my argument is to put Soroka here and to drop Paddock. Sure. All right. Well, yeah. well, why don't we get to nine first before we do that? Done. All right, Wes. <laughs> who do you got at nine? 
All right. At nine, I have uh, an ace for his team, Philadelphia Phillies, Aaron Nola. No, I like Nola. The disrespect. I I have him significantly higher. But the guys, the guys who I have ahead of him are, I mean, I I love Luis Castillo. I I have him pretty high. Um, I, I, I just think Nola with the Phillies, I don't know. No, uh, I like him a lot. Let's let's just say that. What do, what do you guys got? I have him significantly higher. I have him quite a few spots. Well, a few spots higher. I have Castillo at nine. So, that's my thoughts there. James, I guess you don't have Castillo on your list. Yeah, I do. Oh well, then who in the world could you have bumped off your list that's on mine? I can't remember. Patrick Corbin from yes. Washington. Ah. That's who it was. Yeah. Okay, I have Corbin at eight, Castillo nine, yeah, big, Paddock a, ten. So if we're gonna bu- bump I'm Paddock, a, I'm a big, go ahead. Yeah. What? I'm a big fan of Corbin because of what he did to the Astros last year in the postseason. Now that could hurt him in the in the regular season this year because he had so much usage in the playoffs. But man, he he came in, he was dominant every time but, he came in. He came but in like during the season, games. he wasn't super super great this year. This is why it scares me that he's on a decline. I mean, what, what were his stats like this year? Maybe, I mean, I don't know if they were super great, but compared to what he was doing in Arizona, because I had him in fantasy, so I paid attention to him. Um, he gave I mean, his ERA. 3.25. I mean, 14 oh, and 7. Long. 238 strikeouts in 202 innings. Seven, only 70 walks. Uh, you know, 1.18 whip. is, a, no, is he, had mid, a great, he had a great season for sure. Great, great year. And he's a lefty, well, then, too. I guess I didn't look at his stats well enough, so I'd be willing to definitely put him in here. Bump Paddock. I'm just, a big, <laughs> I'm just a big fan because he was coming off so strong last year. I think he'll just get better. And I think Nola – now, I do agree Nola probably had one of his down years, and he'll mm-hmm. definitely get better. But, uh, you know, I think – I just think the other guys were – most of them were getting better, getting better, and I just think he had a, kind of had a down year, so – um, out of all these guys, he, Nola probably has the most upside. I will say mm-hmm. that. Now, James and I have discussed before. I believe Aaron Nola, Aaron Nola will win a Cy Young at some point in his career. Uh, he is he's truly an amazing pitcher. So I I have him at well. I'll just go ahead and give a little spoiler here. I have Nola at six. Um, is that's co- fair. Yeah, I think that's maybe somewhere around seven would be a little bit of a compromise on that. But I think James has him up there too. Um, so we already agreed to bump Paddock out, James. We've got Soroka at ten. I really like having Soroka on this list. I think it gives us kind of a more of a bolder pick out there. Um, I don't want to bump him off. So I think that I'd be willing to compromise and get rid of someone like Corbin if I had to. Ooh. But I I think that he belongs as well. So I think Corbin, Castillo, and and Soroka all belong somewhere, you know, between 7 through 10. Yeah. James, you're muted. I can't hear you at all, James. Anyways, continue, Wes. We'll talk while James tries to figure this out. Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you now. Okay, I have Castillo at 7, is what I was saying. Okay, and I have Castillo at 9. And where did you have him, Wes? I had him at six. 
at six. Okay. But, but he had such a great year. I was, I'm thinking, you know, the, the dude just doesn't walk guys. Kind of like Corbin. They don't walk guys, and he's got better stuff than Corbin, I think. So mm-hmm. that's why I had him a little higher than Corbin. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, okay, okay. So but, yeah. do we do Soroka 10, Corbin 9, Castillo 8? I'm I'm okay with that. I think that's our best compromise. I have it the other way around, but I think that's our best compromise at this point. Thoughts yeah, on mean, that, Jim? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Now, who's your player that you have probably bumping out some of those guys? You said you had someone that you think either of us would have? No, no, no. I had someone that lower than I think y'all will have higher. Oh, okay. My number eight player. Okay. So we'll go ahead and put Corbin... At nine, Patrick Corbin of the Washington Nationals, and Luis Castillo of the Cincinnati Reds at eight. All right, there we go. So then um, seven, it is James's nomination. Okay, so this is the person I had at eight, and I, you can easily see him higher, but he's kind of older, and I had Clayton Kershaw. That's who I have at seven as well. Same. Oh, perfect. It works out really yep. well. So now, Wes, in your rankings, you would have had Nola back behind these guys, correct? Higher, yes. like at ten. Uh, yeah, I had Nola at nine. Mm-hmm. I had um, Corbin at eight, and then I had Kershaw at seven and Castillo at six. So then you're gonna have well, to switch Nola and Castillo, I would imagine, right? Yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because he ain't getting bumped off of both of our lists. <laughs> no, 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 no. no okay. I, I agree. He's a he's a top ten pitcher, no question. But to be known oh. for West, you expect Castillo to have a better year than Nola. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm, Castillo is, like, his stuff is just out of this world. and Well, not out of this world, but he has, he's a great, great sinking fastball. Oh, he is. And he just, he just doesn't walk. He just doesn't walk people. Right, and that was one of Nola's uh, errors last year, or issues last year. He did walk a little more than he should have, much more than he had in his career. But I think, yeah, you kind of are putting a little bit of a bind here with your nomination. Nola is the clear choice, right, James? For what number are we talking about? For number six. Number, number six. Since Wes had him at nine, this is where I've got I him, just, and you've got him a little higher. I just... Where do you have and, him? Okay, so I want to think about it. I'm going to drop him one, but I ha- I had him at three, mm-hmm. but I moved him to four because I just see him ahead of the my my five and six are young guys, which I'm sure your five and six are young guys. No, you might have one of them higher. Well, but, I have them higher. <laughs> I I could put Nola at five very well with um who I have at five. For instance, I have Strasburg at five, so I'll go ahead and do my nomination there. Um. That's just because of the pitching talent that he has around him and just the organization really helps as well is the only reason I gave him the nod over Nola. I personally like Nola going forward. Like, if I were drafting a dynasty team for fantasy baseball, I would take Nola over Strasburg going forward. Um, so I could be – I would be fine with that as well. But Who I do you think have at six, Wes? Um, he had who did you have at six? I oh, had right. uh, But if we're, go- if we're arguing between Strasburg – and Nola, I think a big thing Strasburg has going for him is he has Corbin and and Scherzer on his team, exactly. and they all compete. I had Strasburg I at four. That, I think that gives him. 
I think that gives him an edge. No, we we all have Strasburg ahead of Nola. We all agree on no, that. No, I do not have Strasburg ahead of Nola. Oh, you originally. have one spot behind. I have them two ahead of two young guys, which y'all do not. Mm, okay. I think if we're going for the 2021 season or 2020 season. I think those the guys y'all are thinking of are they're yeah they're they're studs. There, there's a tier one. Now, there's clear a clear now, tier let, one. Let me clarify. Let me clarify. All these guys are going to be within very close to each other. Oh, so absolutely. I am okay with switching any of these around. Yeah. Right. I think that for the, the sake... top two. My top two are pretty set, I think. No, they've got to be locked. I agree. Um, oh, well, I, think... Doesn't think so. <laughs> I think for our sake of our argument, we have to put Nola six. Wes had him at nine. I have him at six. And James, you have him at three. So we've got to go right in the middle at six. It just makes sense. It does. Let's do it. Sure. It's the most simple compromise. Okay, so back nine, or back five. Interesting. We have Mike Soroka from the Atlanta Braves at 10, Patrick Corbin from the Washington Nationals at 9, Luis Castillo, pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds at 8, Clayton Kershaw at 7, and Aaron Nola at 6. You guys ready for some trivia? Uh, well, I wasn't ready for that, but I'm ready for trivia, yes. What would you say, James? I said I was not ready to put Nola at five, 6. It breaks my heart, but let's Look, go. I'm going to give a little bit of a – I'm going to show my hand. When we do our uh, predictions picks for the you know, MVP, Rookie of the Year, Cy Young and whatnot, when we do that show, I'm going to say NOLA again for Cy Young. <laughs> just I'm going to keep saying it. Just because <laughs> I pro- – <laughs> I'm going to be right. No, I think that he has that talent, and I would. he's who I root for in the National League to win it someday. And I think he could win it this year. I think he could win it next year, the year after. Sometime he's going to win it. Um, now, do I think it's the most likely that he wins it? No, I think most likely is probably that one of the other guys that we have left is going to win it. But I do think that he has a really good chance to win it. He'll be my pick this year, more, more than likely. All right, let's go to do some trivia. So our current standings, um, James is in first with one and a half points. West has <laughs> one point. And Toby has a point. And you guys, the viewers, or the listeners, cannot see the cameras, but they're down-thumbing each other, which is interesting. (laughs) Toby's actually got half a point, doesn't he? Yeah, that's what I said, right? Yeah. I thought you said one point, sorry. It doesn't matter, he's losing. No, Toby has half a point, and he's going to start deducting points if he doesn't get back on the show. (laughs) 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 All right, let me make sure this show is still recording, because I haven't seen my notification. Oh, yep, it's good to go. All right, trivia time. What MLB rookie hit seven home runs in his first six games? Two points if you can answer without saying anything. Uh, I don't know how to say his name, but I know it is. You don't know how to say his name? All right, James, go ahead and guess. It's the guy from the Reds. Aquinas, Aquinas, whatever. Thomas Aquinas? Sure. (laughs) It's not Thomas Aquinas. That's like a philosopher (laughs) or something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cincinnati Reds. I, I I don't remember how to say his name either. He was a rookie last year. Aristos Tequinos. Okay. Something like that. All right, Wes, what is your guess? My guess is Trevor Story. Ding, ding, ding. It is Trevor Story. He hit seven mm. home runs in his Ooh, first six games. Wes, Wes gets the early lead with two points. Let me go ahead and... Uh, Take that, Vince Scully. Uh, old Vince Scully. All right, one second here. Let me get my scoreboard up. 
<laughs> All right. Next question. Who was the first player since Babe Ruth to pitch 50 innings and hit 15 home runs in a single season? If anyone can say it first, you get the two points. Pitched 50 innings and hit 15 home runs. No guesses? Five? Oh, wait. Four? Three? I have no idea. Okay. Doug Descenso, Micah Owings, Shoei Otani, or Don Newcomb? Was it my guess first? Um, well, who went first in the rankings? James did, so yeah, Wes, you can go first. I only know two of them, and one of them is definitely not a pitcher, so I'm going to go Shohei Otani. James? What were the possible answers again? Doug Descanso, or Descanso, Micah Owings, Shohei Otani, and Don Newcomb. Or so I like to call I like the last Duke Newcomb. I like the last name Newcomb, but I'm not going to go with it because you said that, so I'm going to go with the second name you said. Micah Owings? Sure. It was Shohei Otani on September 28th, on September 2nd. 2018, Otani pitched 2.1 innings, tying Ruth's record, and accomplished something that hadn't been done in the majors since 1919. West takes a command of the 3-0 lead. Okay, okay. Can you say the trivia question, the first trivia question again? What MLB rookie hit seven home runs in his first six games? Oh, okay. Never mind. (laughs) Hit seven in the first nine. Excuse Uh, me for being two games off. I apologize. No, it's three games, but... Math is hard. <laughs> well, tomato, tomato, poop on a stick. Hmm. Interesting. I'm not Go sure. I, I think I know this one. Which team debuted a rainbow uniform in 1975? I did know it. Uh, I'm going to guess because I'm so far behind. This is probably going to hurt me. But I'm going to go to the Giants. <laughs> what makes you say that, James? <laughs> 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 I guess that's wrong. I have okay. no idea. Um, Wes, what's your guess? Do you want to make a guess or just wait for the answers? Just might as well guess. Man up. Do we have a... Yeah, I'll go. A um, lifeline? No. <laughs> Phone a friend. I'll go, I'll go Houston Astros. The Houston Astros rainbow uniform introduced in 1975 was a radical design for its time. Nothing remotely like it had ever appeared on a baseball diamond. It was also the perfect embodiment of MLB's Technicolor era. As a variety of factors, new fabrics, tailoring concepts, the rise of color television, and the loosening of long-standing cultural dress codes helped to reshape the idea of what a baseball uniform could be. James goaded Wes into guessing the Astro, or into guessing instead of just taking the one point. The worst part about it is you chose the Astro, so I think this is a little unfair. <laughs> <laughs> so Wes is up five nothing. With, well, I'm not going to be able to win <laughs> with two questions to go. <laughs> All right, we'll go ahead and do double it point, double jeopardy. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. Which pitcher threw the ball that broke Sammy Sosa's bat, revealing illegal cork inside? Jason Grimsley. Wes, your guess? Yes. I mean, James, what's your guess? Jason Grimsley. 
After Sammy Sosa's bat was shattered by Devils, Rays pitcher, and former Cubs teammate Jeremy Gonzalez during the first inning of the Cubs 3-2 oh, I had no idea. I never heard of that guy in my life. You could have waited until I gave you answers. I guess you can't. I, forget. I can't catch up no matter what we do. Well, lucky for you, this question happens to be worth five points. <laughs> I love the show. <laughs> And if you happen to get it right and Wes doesn't get it wrong, we go into the sudden death. <laughs> All right, I'm going to find a good one. Ooh, okay. You guys... You guys all... Um, no, I can't do that. It's too easy. It's James pick first, by the way. I will pick first since, you know, you cheated for me. Hmm... I'm trying to find uh, one that it's only worth five points if you can get it without hearing the of answers. Course. Okay. Of course. And James, you don't have to wait. Okay. If you just you can wait. I'm saying I'm sorry. You can wait until all the answers are revealed, and if you get it right, you automatically win. Okay. Well, this is bull. Say again. I'm just saying, James, you have to guess without hearing the answers. Oh, okay. If you get it right, you tie it, but then Wes is going to be able to hear all the answers and choose if he wants. I guess, technically, he could just say the same thing as you. Yes. Hmm. I if, could. If, if he's a coward, we'll see what happens. If he's right. <laughs> if he's right, yes. All right. All right, you guys know all these names. What pitcher... Holds the record for the longest streak of consecutive saves. What pitcher holds the record for the longest Sorry. streak of consecutive R saves? Rivera is too easy, and I, I I always go with not too easy. No, I'm gonna go on a limb and I say. I will give it. you. I will give you before you do your answer. I will give you a hint, James. Oh, this is even better. This. I, 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 can I, can I guess first? No. <laughs> Let him guess. Let him guess, and then I can guess something different in that way. All right, sure. Go ahead, Wes. What's your guess? Eric Gagne. Okay, James. I'm going to give you your hint. This happened between August 26, 2002, and July 5, 2004. Whatever. Uh, John Smoltz. Between August 26, 2002 and July 5, 2004, the Dodgers' Eric Gagne converted a record 84 consecutive saves, including the entire 2003 season without a single save where he won the Cy Young. When Gagne That's came insane. out from the bullpen at the Dodger Stadium and scoreboard flash game over, it was not hyperbole. It was fact. So, James is the closer, or Wes is the closer of the t today, the Eric Gagne of the Swinging Bunt Baseball podcast, and shut James down with a 10 nothing win. <laughs> Man, I like to I like to go out with a bang, you know. Yeah, a big bang where you are the target. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get back into our top five. So that gives Wes. I almost feel like I should give him two points for that, but he now has nope, a lead of two to one and a half to one half. So, top five. It is officially one, two, three. Wes, wait, it's my turn. At number five, I have Steven Strasburg. I, I have him at four. You have him at four? Who did you have at five, What's, uh, James? Well, I I had Nola at three, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I had Bueller at six. Mm. So I would, I would have Bueller up to five. 
I had Strasburg at five as well. I had Strasburg at five, and I have Bueller higher. As do I. I really am a big fan of Bueller. 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 <laughs> Bueller. So where, where, what are we going to do about uh, good old Steven and Ferris here? Oh. Okay, can we pull up their stats? Sure, I'll go ahead and pull up Bueller. I'll pull up the other guy. <laughs> Bueller. Bueller. Just so you know, his name's not Steven, it is Walker. Texas Ranger Bueller. All lefty, alrighty, here we go. Here. Went 14-4, and four, which was the highest win-loss percentage in the league at 778. 3.26 ERA, had two complete games, pitched 182 innings with 20 home runs allowed, 215 strikeouts, an ERA plus of 127, a 3 FIP, and a whip of almost sub-1 at 1.042. Really solid year. And let us mention that this is for the the current season coming up, not for stuff that's happened in the past. Of course. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Strasburg had 18 wins and 6 losses, which is the lead. 18 wins is the most in majors. Mm-hmm. Uh, National League, whatever. Uh, he had a 3.3 ERA. Okay. He pitched the most innings in all of the National League at 209, which I, I thought I, blew that mind. I didn't even know that. Really? Did he pitch uh, more than Bauer last year? He had 209 pitches, 209 innings. I wonder if that's because Bauer pitched in two teams last year. He, he had 200... 251 strikeouts with only 56 walks. That's pretty solid. He only gave up 77 earned runs, uh, which I guess that goes with the ERA, so it really doesn't matter. He was fifth in Cy Young, 15th in MVP voting. His war, <laughs> war. Hey, wait, how many innings did Strasburg pitch last year? 209. Yeah, Bauer pitched 213, but he was on uh, the Indians for the he first time. He was both, yeah, let's say he's in both leagues. Uh, his war was 6.9. 6.4. And Bueller's war last year was only 2.0. Oh! Oh, the war! Strasburg's better. <laughs> I mean, last year he was clearly better, yes. Um, and now, I, I just now, see him let's see. This is his third season this year. Or this will be his fourth this season, I apologize. His, mm-hmm. the, well, kind of. He pitched in... He only pitched in nine yeah, innings in his first season, Wes. That's true. He was a reliever. So yeah. this is his third full season. Taking um, the training wheels off this year. Yeah, and he had been on an inning count the first two seasons. Because his first, in 2018, he was pitching like five to six innings a game. Remember, he only he had a 2.7 ERA, or 2.6 ERA his, his first year. Then last year, he was left to have a loose little, his leash was a little bit longer last year. And it should be no leash this year. Um, I mean, this is really tough, honestly. Strasburg, though, is the injury-prone guy of the two, for sure. And I think we have to factor that into our predictions, right? He is more likely to be injured than Walker Bueller is. And he's also older, and if one of these two players is going to regress, that player would be Strasburg as well, as Bueller is pro- as, you know, progressing forward in his career as he gets closer to his peak i mean he's only 24 years old which is uh, the prime of life if you ask me no it's about 29 <laughs> okay <laughs> uh it's this is a tough decision i mean honestly 
I do have, so I'll just go ahead and say I have Bueller at three. Uh, I'm a big Walker Bueller guy. I really like him. I think he's going to be one of the greatest pitchers in the game. Um, I wouldn't want to put Strasburg higher than five or I, four, though. I look at this as it's a shortened season. Strasburg, I just, I, I think the answers are going to be less this year because it's a shortened season. And that's going to help. That is a good point. Well, that's a good point, and that might be a big thing for Chris Sale as well, because Chris Sale always fades like, you know, 75% into the season. and then. Well, he also had Tommy John surgery, so... That's true. Um, This is so tough. We, okay, we have to get some worthy conversation out of this. I'm willing to switch to put... Stra- um, wait, 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 wait. Hmm. Jack, who do you have it for? Jack Flaherty. Okay. <laughs> Do you have it one, Wes? Don't look, don't look at me. <laughs> um. Oh, this is so tough. I have Bueller at three as well, so I'm 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 willing to bump him because of the short season. I think that's a good point. Two so five, Strasburg four. Bueller five, Strasburg four. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, for the sake of the show, I'll do it. But uh, let it be noted that the main host doesn't agree. So this isn't really legitimate. The main <laughs> host kidding. hasn't posted the episode from last week. I know <laughs> I need to post the episode from last week. Hey, I've been busy doing a whole lot of nothing, okay? Yeah, we've had a lot of Xbox together this week. I understand. <laughs> I'm actually I'm going to be posting it right after the show. I'm not going to edit the middle portion. I'm just going to put our intro and outro music on and send it. Oh boy, that could go very badly. I don't know. I don't remember any points that we uh, needed to edit things out last week. So you wrote something down last week. Hmm. Well, hey, oh well. We'll just, we'll just see how it goes. Well, hope for the best. <laughs> Yolo. Yo. Hopefully, none of us were like saying anything terrible. Um. All right. All right so that means we put Strasburg at four, correct? Yes. Yeah. So I think consensus, West, you might have Flaherty higher than three, but. Is that not where we would put Flaherty, James? Yes, I, I definitely had the top two as the top two. I see the top two as locks. You can't really... I mean, just based off of the last five seasons, unless you're a bold last man like Wes, apparently. Seasons. Hear me out. Okay, I'll hear you out. I'm listening, okay. literally. Max Scherzer is going to be 35 years old. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Right. He only pitched 170 innings last year. Mm-hmm. Now, he still had a ton of strikeouts. Jack Flaherty and Max Scherzer. Jack Flaherty actually had a higher WAR than Scherzer last year. Mm-hmm. Jack Flaherty is now 24 years old. Remember that prime age? Remember mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. He had a 2.75 ERA last year, the lowest WHIP in the majors at .97. He struck out 231 batters in 196 innings. This is my okay. Bold prediction here. This is my pick for NL Cy Young. This mm-hmm. dude is a stud. And I still have him at number two. <laughs> so, uh, he only gave up 135 hits in 196 innings last year. And only 55 walks in 196. He strikes out a ton, doesn't give up a lot of hits. Or- I'm going to say it. You convinced me. Thank you. I, I changed my mind. Uh, I mean, the name I value love- of Max Scherzer had me to where when I made this list, I even bothered looking at the stats for the top two. I said, number one, number two. Locked in. Um, and then I started thinking about my, you know, next seven. But... What was his injury last year, uh, Max Scherzer? 
Didn't he get hit in the uh, eye? Which, he was still third in the Cy Young. I'm just going to throw that out there. I, I love Scherzer. I'm not, not saying he's not a, one of the greatest ever, but I'm saying for this next season, Jack Flaherty is going to win Cy Young. I think <laughs> Jack... I think Jack Flair, don't get me wrong, Cy Young, or Cy Young, Max Scherzer, one of the greatest pitchers we've ever seen. Uh, three Cy Youngs, he's been top five in Cy Young since 2013, an all-star since 2013. He's led the league in wins four times, um, never led the league in ERA, interesting. Uh, led the league in complete games three times, shutouts twice, uh, innings pinched, pitched twice, strikeouts three times. I mean, he had 300 okay. strikeouts in 2018. But looking at what you're saying, Wes... One guy is going very slowly downward in his career, while another is peaking. And okay, he's he's not going down slowly. He yeah, wait, listen, 2018 he had 18 year. wins. Last year, 11 wins. That's not his fault. It was strikeouts. Strikeouts, 18, 300. Let, Last year, 243. Let, yeah, because he was injured. Okay. I said he got hurt. He okay. Look at this stat. Look at this stat. Strikeouts to walk. He led all of the majors. Strikeouts per nine inning, he led all of National League. He still is the best strikeout pitcher in baseball. No one's arguing that. Still, that's because those are averages because he was hurt for part of the year. Now, I'm willing to accept that. that now, that okay, here's another point for you, James, as well. A field fielder independent pitching is it's, a stat that is supposed to, yeah, it's supposed to take out it's supposed to take out any, you know, diving plays or bad plays. Just if, the, if it was just the pitcher and it was just the batter and the defense played the same way for everybody every single time, then it has him rated as the best last year, which is really good. Um, I guess I have to be the tiebreaker because you guys are both not going to switch. And he only played five less games. Let's make that clear. It would make it sound like he almost died. Okay, so he played five less games, but he played... 50 less, in, 50 less innings. I yeah, I don't understand that. I'm not saying Scherzer wasn't better than Flaherty last year. Flaherty was really good. I think he's only going to get better because the Cardinals are going to be better because they had a down year. This mm-hmm. year, Paul Goldschmidt's going to go off. Marzello Zuna's going to go off. Well, he's not on their team. And 11 wins is going to turn into wins. Not him. Paul Goldschmidt. And they have a lot of other... I should wait because he said that. <laughs> he's, he's on the card. By um, de facto, uh, you made a mistake, so the other guy wins. <laughs> gonna go off. That Levin wins is going to go... I'm telling you, this this dude is going to win the Cy Young next year. Um, so here's what I'm going to do. I got a coin right here. <laughs> Heads, James wins. Jack Flaherty, number two. Well, if I win, he would be number three, but that's okay. I'm going to say West wins. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, I mean. <laughs> We're going to put. Got, oh, whoops. Mm. We're going to put. How many strikeouts does Flaherty have last year? Irrelevant. <laughs> no, it's. Oh, 231. 231. Okay. He wasn't that far behind, You made it sound so horrible. <laughs> Irrelevant. Two two hundred plus strikeouts. Yikes. Uh, Three hundred fifty. Oh, okay. Irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That means we have the consensus number one, Jacob Degrom at one. And can we really argue that? I mean, the guy. Three hundred seventy. No, it's okay. But Madison Bumgarner, right? <laughs> <laughs> now look, I didn't put Trevor Bauer on my list, and I just think we have to give a honorable mention to the guy. He, he could. Okay. He could do it. He could do it. No, he's a a good pitcher. 
Far too inconsistent to make top 10 on this list, though. Far too inconsistent. But I expect he'll lead the league in innings pitch, though. Always does. Guy just keeps going. How good is this list, though, that Ron... I'm sorry, what'd you say? Ray, who y'all love, didn't make the top 10. Who I was? Said, how good is this list that Robbie Ray, that y'all love, didn't make the top 10? Oh, I don't think... I never would argue that Robbie Ray was a top 10 I pitcher. I think he strikes out a lot. That's all I said. All right. So, to round out our list, we have Mike Soroka at 10, Patrick Corbin 9, Luis Castillo at 8, Clayton Kershaw 7, Aaron Nola at 6, Walker Bueller 5, Steven Strasburg at 4, Max Scherzer 3, Jack Flaherty 2, and Jacob deGrom at 1. West is taking his little victory lap about Jack Flaherty at 2. <laughs> but okay. That's two wins for me today, <laughs> and Jack Flaherty. Ooh, I'll just bring up the Machado <laughs> conversation. <laughs> oh, how dare you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we move on to our interesting stats of the day, I want to make a little bit of an announcement. Uh, the Swing Bunt Baseball Podcast will be taking a shift in two weeks where we'll, we will become the Swinging Bunt Podcast covering all major sports or minor sports, whatever happens in the sports world. Um, the truth is, myself, Wes, and James, while baseball is at least my favorite sport, we love all sports. And in this time of the coronavirus, there's uh, simply not enough baseball news around to just cover every week, but we can cover things in the entire sports world, and that's exactly what we're going to do. Um, also, in two weeks, we will start. Um, in two weeks, we will start having video recording alongside the show. And did you guys just see Rachel naked? No, I probably would have looked away. Oh, I. <laughs> she was very close to the camera. Did you not know that the camera was there? Oh, whoo! That could have been really awkward. That uh, would have been so weird. <laughs> that, this is her dresser right here, and she was just at it. Naked next to you. <laughs> I just realized that. It really caught me off guard. <laughs> Anyways. Can we please put this in the show? <laughs> Close the door. It's not a big deal. They didn't see you, Rachel. Wait, can you guys see me? didn't see that much. Can you see me? Oh, you just saw arms. Only, uh, only your private part. Only your private parts. I <laughs> leave your... Never mind. <laughs> All right. Well, at least it's at the end of the show. This will be easy to edit out. Also, we will be adding in video recording. So we're going to put up the show on Facebook and on YouTube so that you guys will be able to see our beautiful faces smiling and talking to each other as we uh, fight, I guess, is what we'll call it. So, James might wear a mask. He might have to, just so you guys keep watching. We'll see what happens. All right, guys, tell me, what are your interesting stats of the day? <laughs> see, we won't be able to do things like that once the video records, James. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, Wes, you want to go? Yeah, uh, my interesting stat of the day is from 1886. Uh, yeah, the most strikeouts... What? Nothing, go. Is that the most strikeouts uh, by a pitching staff in a single season? No, no. The most strikeouts by a single player in Major League history goes to old Matt Kilroy at 513 strikeouts in one uh, season. Whoa. Now, if we that just go, if we go to in the, in the 20th century, because the top seven are all in the 1800s. Uh, <laughs> when they played like... All nine innings every day. 
<laughs> the guy pitched every single game. Days. Yeah, so going to number eight is number eighth all time with 383 strikeouts in 1973, Mr. Nolan Gas Ryan. And then... Uh, At first I was like, who's Nolan nine? Gas? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Wes cut out. No, it's uh, Wes. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Train. As number nine? Okay, so number number nine. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, Wesley, we can't hear you, bud. We can't hear you. <laughs> I heard Sandy Kovex. Wes. All right, I had to mute Wes for a second. Sorry, everybody. Uh, his internet is going out. Wes, go ahead and disconnect from the call and come back, and then you can finish up your stat. Um, do you hear me, Wes? Not if you heard me. All right, hopefully he's disconnecting. James, go ahead and do your interesting stat for today. I want him to hear it, though, and I want him to finish what he had to say because it was interesting. Well, he is, I mean, he is frozen as a statue right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just staring longingly into the camera. <laughs> I can only see the bottom half of his face. Oh, really? All right, Wes, you're back. Uh, <laughs> All right, I'm here. Okay, go ahead. No, you're good now. You're good. <laughs> Number nine. Oh. Number nine. <laughs> Number nine all time. Strike Andy Kopex at 382. Only one less than Nolan Ryan. Oh, interesting. And uh, at I'm gonna go number 11 because none of y'all know who Bill Sweeney is in the 1800s. Number 11 is Randy Johnson. That's what my guess would have been if he was someone up there. Two strikes all time. So, that's in yeah. um. Yeah, those are. That's in a season. That's one season. Randy Johnson had that many strikeouts in one season? That is crazy. 72 for Randy Johnson. 382 for Sandy Koufax. 383 for Nolan. Yeah. All right. Wow. All right, James, go ahead and give us your stat. All right, let's go with someone who has a mic that works. All right. So one of my favorite things to do in baseball is to, like, you got a player on your team. So say Francisco Lindor. And just to look back. Francisco Lindor. Oh. Just to look back on how you got them, like the trades that had to happen for you to get that pick and stuff. And that's what I did. We just were a bad team and drafted him. Okay, well, yes. But (laughs) I'm just trying to give an example. I wouldn't have really said him because I know y'all drafted him. Okay. But I will keep going before I'm rudely interrupted. Uh, So back in – I don't remember how long ago it was. It doesn't have the year. Uh, The Braves were looking for a new starting pitcher. Uh, and this is when Irvin Santana... Is this the Atlanta Braves or the Milwaukee yes. Braves? Okay. Atlanta, Irvin Santana was within the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's played uh, for the Twins. Yeah, well, th- I will get there if you just hold on. Okay. <laughs> you said Irvin, before you were really uh, interrupted, you, you challenged me, and now I have to just interrupt <laughs> as many times as possible. <laughs> Irvin Santana pitched for the Kansas City Royals, and he had a... I thought you said a, he pitched for the Twins. Let me get there. Goodness gracious. Holy smokes. Okay. When Irvin Santana was started baseball, at some point in time, before he got to the Twins or the Braves, he was on the Royals. All right? He pitched 211 innings, had a 3.24 ERA, and a 3.16 K per BB. Okay. Strike out for baseball. Yes. All right. Uh, after the season, Santana was looking 
remember this is like 15, 20 years ago. I don't remember exactly. He was asking for a hundred million dollars, uh, and nobody. Over how was many years? Me. Five years. Okay. Uh, which is still pretty high for now uh, for a pitcher, unless you're Garrett Cole. But the point is this: uh, no one wanted to do it. No one was willing to do it. Uh, so everyone was trying to get him for a one-year contract, and he was telling everybody, "No, one year, thirteen million is what people were offering him." Um, so he lowered his price to four years, fifty to sixty million dollars, and he still hadn't been receiving no offers. Uh, but finally, the Braves ended up signing him to a fourteen million dollar value that he had rejected four months prior from other teams. So. He just finally, I guess, realized no one was going to sign him, mm-hmm. and he went with that uh, deal. Uh, when he pitched for Atlanta that year, he had a 3.95 ERA, 8.2 strikeouts per nine innings, 2.9 walks per nine innings, uh, 0.73 home runs per nine innings, and a 42.9% ground ball rate. So I'm pretty sure he pitched a sinker. This is when just, he was on the Twins? This is when he was on the Braves. You're going to really mistaken you're with you. You're going to everyone else. <laughs> The Braves did not make the playoffs that year. They took second in the East, uh, and it was not because of Santana, because Santana was our ace. Yeah, that sounds like he had an awesome uh, year. So what happened was we tried to trade him, um, and this is when the collective bargaining agreement happened. So basically when you traded someone, you got a pick for it too as well. You still do. Uh, free agent. Free agent. Yeah, I know they still do it. But So if you sign someone a free agent, and sometimes you have to give up a pick as well mm. for people that don't know that. A compensation pick, yeah. Yes. So what happened now, was wait. When were they the, trying to trade him? Because it's a one-year deal. Season. At in the offseason. How can you trade a free agent? I guess he's a, a restricted free agent. Probably. I don't know. Oh, they were okay. So he was restricted. I get you. Okay. Okay. Uh, he uh, at this time, the only team that was willing to pay him were the Twins. They gave him a four-year deal worth fifty-five million, guaranteeing him fifty-five million dollars. However, also in that deal or that pick or whatever atlanta gained a second round pick through this and that, that draft become? in that in that draft atlanta's first pick was number 14 overall and they took colby aller uh which we ended up trading to the texas Rangers last year to get chris martin which was a very good trade for us however the second round pick we got that front Santana ended up being mike soroka wow that's crazy oh so a trade from 15 years ago Ended up paying us all the way until now for Mike Soroka. Listen to this one. I want to tell a, real, a little story um, that's similar to that because it's really cool that things like that can happen. Um, mm-hmm. Especially because Santana wasn't amazing um, after that point. You know what yeah, I mean? I mean, he had yeah. some he had some decent seasons with Minnesota, but it's kind of like it's kind of like the guy we traded, uh, Shelby Miller. Oh, exactly. He had like a two ERA, and then he left, and he was absolutely horrendous. So here's one. Vinny Pistano was a relief pitcher for the Cleveland Indians from 2010 to 2014. He was a pretty solid pitcher. I mean, he was never a closer, just a late reliever, uh, usually seventh inning, sixth inning, that kind of guy. Um, the best ERA he ever had was 2.8 or 2.32 in 2011. And then in 2014, he had a pretty solid year at 2.89, played in 25 games. But, I mean, he just was never anything special. In 2014, the Indians traded away Vinny Pistano to the Los Angeles Angels. Um, he, at that point, had a 5 ERA at that point in the season in 13 games. He went on to ha- to play in 12 games with the Angels, 
um, and had a .93 ERA the rest of the season with them. But then the next season, he was absolutely awful in 2015, and he has not played in the league since then. The player that they traded away was a young pitcher in their minor league system who had just came off Tommy John surgery by the name of Mike Clevenger. <laughs> Maybe the worst trade of all time. <laughs> well, I guess the Babe Ruth trade would be worse. <laughs> yes. My dates were a little off, by the way. It was six years ago that all that happened, not 15. That's a little bit off. Yeah, I was going to say, Irvin Santana played a little more recently than that. but <laughs> He started in 2005. Yeah, no, he's he's been a... Uh, 15 years ago. He played for a long time. He's still right. playing to this. Yeah, he's still playing. That's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, we will have our top 10 National League pitchers and I'm sure some more amazing content. Um, and then the week after that, we'll be moving on to all all sports. So I'm excited for that, guys. And I hope um, I hope you guys are too. Don't forget that coming out this fall will be our Star Wars podcast where me, James, and a few other buddies will be talking about uh, all things Star Wars, primarily The Mandalorian when that comes out. And we'll be doing a week-by-week show with that as well. And maybe James will hop on for that if he catches up with some things. Yeah, I just watched the Clone Wars about Mandalore now. Oh yeah, the the first one. Yeah, where like the gov the governor <laughs> was a bad guy. Oh yep. So you met Duchess the Teen <laughs> and whatnot. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Dad in the garage, the sawdust, that pine saw in the moss Around every spring, when the winter thaw, we'd huddle around the radio, twist the broken knob 7.10 a.m., no KJR, Daily House's voice would echo throughout the yard Couldn't have been older than 10, but to me and my friends, the voice on the other end might as well have been God's 1995 the division series, Eggers up to bat, bottom of the 11th inning, got the whole town listening, swung on and built it, the words distorted, Joy Core rounds third, here comes Griffey, the throw to the place, not in time, my oh my, the Mariners win it, yes, fireworks, they lit up that ceiling in the kingdom, we had just made history. Woven, barely holding that stitch. Creases a time amongst the grime and the grit. Where the leather used to pound his.